Hi, hello, folks. Welcome to this episode of You Care Too Much. I am thrilled about today's episode where we chat with Seattle native Heather Shalan. So Heather creates some of the most cool, fun, and important videos I have seen, and most definitely have ever heard. From working in P.F. Chang's to walking dogs in Hollywood, Heather now finds herself living in East London, creating original music as a songwriter. She also creates those badass, harmony-enriched PSA videos, as I mentioned, under the pseudonym Heb on the Web. Yeah, she still walks dogs, too. Heather has performed from a young age, and music is a common theme amongst her family. Her brothers Tyler Accord, a.k.a. Lofile, and Skylar Accord both have successful careers in music. Heather's music possesses both her love for present and past music influences, including Alan Stone, India Ari, and Mac Ayers. She writes from such an honest, simple, lyrical perspective that finds likeness in all the little day-to-day things that I think we can all relate to and all the way to the big conversations that we need to be having. Yep. I'm super excited to get into this episode because Heather is so much fun and one of the most earnest and authentic people I have met to date. I've spared you by cutting out the bathroom breaks, but everything else is there for your indulgence. So really quick before we get into this episode, I wanted to take a second to ask you all if you wouldn't mind going over to iTunes and giving us a five-star rating if you like what you're hearing and maybe leaving a nice review. It helps podcast listeners like you to find us so that we can connect over a community of caring. Thanks for being here. Thanks for giving a fuck. All right. She's spunky. She cares about things. It is my absolute pleasure to introduce you to Heather Shalan. You, 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 you care too much. You, 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 you care too much. You, 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 you care too much. People who give a fuck, people who give a fuck, yeah. You care too much. Hello, Heb on the web. <laughs> Hello, I, <laughs> I am so excited to be talking to you today. I'm stoked. All right. So for anyone who doesn't know, this is Heb on the web, also known as Heather Shalan, or I don't know if that goes the other way around. I don't know which one comes first, also known as, but right. <laughs> I first knew you as Heb on the web as I was scrolling my social media feed and was completely delighted by your PSA videos. Right? What what do you what do you call them? They are harmony enriched PSA videos. I did not write that. <laughs> well, I don't write that because I can't hype myself up like that. <laughs> it's it's perfect though. I feel like they they boil right down to just what you need. Mm. Like that's it. So easy. Bite size. Yes, bite size. Exactly. Yeah. So Heb, Heather, what would you like me to call you in this moment? You can call me Heather, I suppose. Okay. I really haven't decided. I kind of just made up the name Heb. It's not really a nickname that anybody's given me. I was just like, 
I am Heb. And people are like, you can't just give yourself a nickname. And I'm like, watch me. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I can't. <laughs> All right. Okay. For the purposes of this podcast right now, yes. I'll call you Heather. Okay. So Heather, you are a Seattle native and it sounds like you lived in California for a bit too. And, and now you're in East London. Yep. You're a songwriter, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool, which I gathered from your harmony enriched <laughs> essay videos <laughs> yes. and then went into a deep rabbit hole of everything else that you are singing about. My favorite, I think one of my favorites, it's hard to pick a favorite, but one of my favorites <laughs> is definitely who's going to tell my dog he's got a hot mom. That I, is so funny hearing people's favorites. I think you're the first person who's told me that's their favorite. I think it just, it just caught me off guard (laughs) and it was so delightful. I was, I didn't know what to expect. I was just waiting after watching all these other ones. They're much more, I don't know, actually, I was going to say that are much more important than that one, but that one's pretty important. I think so. (laughs) Heather, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, sure. I have a dog. I feel like that's very important, like to who I am and my being. My name is Heather and my dog's name is Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that as far as I that, can get? I'm like, that's it. That's, no, that's, up. <laughs> that's amazing. So, so how long have you had Rocky and, and why is he so important to who Heather is? Oh, wow. Yeah. I got him when he was four months old and now he's four Um, Our birthdays are a couple days apart. So we're both Geminis and we have joint birthday parties. And his first birthday was my 21st birthday. And so that was lit. It was dog themed. (laughs) I was just like, (laughs) I was hype. I had like dog balloons everywhere, dog banners. I was like, don't bring me a gift. Just bring like treats, dog treats. But I adopted him and he, well, he just kind of fell in my lap. And I've always grown up with dogs and I was living in LA at the time and I didn't have any dogs and I really wanted one but it just kind of feels like never the right time to do it. And then one day I worked a really long shift and I didn't look at my phone for like nine hours. And when I looked at it, this, this whole event had happened where my mom lost her dog. And while she was, well, she was up in Seattle while she was looking for her dog, this other lady was like, hi, I have this Jack Russell who needs a home. Do you want another dog since you lost yours? And she was like, you can't just replace the dog like that, but like, let me just take a picture and see if any of my friends want him. And in that time, my brother who lived in LA with me was like, oh my gosh, send him down here. And like me and Heather will split him. So we split custody and ended up adopting him. Cause I think this family just bought their kids a puppy and didn't realize how much work it was. I feel like people talk about the dog that you get in your first, like in your twenties, mm-hmm. you know, it's like already we lived in two houses in LA together. We've been in lots of different Airbnbs. He's lived up in Seattle with my parents in two different houses. Now he's in London with me. Like we've been in Ohio together. I feel like he's just been through so much shit with me. And like now we're in our second house in London because we move all the time. He's just been through it. And it's like, dude is only four. And I feel like he's just been around the world. He's just been there for lots of different events in my life already. And it's just cool. He's just been my little buddy and just there the whole time. That's awesome. He's yeah, probably so seen he's, some things. He's seen... Honestly, he's seen some things. 
<laughs> I'm glad he can't talk. <laughs> I am disappointed that he can't. <laughs> no, it's best for everyone. <laughs> so what really made me want to talk to you today was those PSA videos that you do. I guess what I really want to know is, is why, why do you care so much? Why, why do you give a fuck? Why are you putting these, why are you putting these out there? I mean, you don't have to, right? Nobody. Yeah. I guess you don't have to be doing that. You're spending a lot, probably a lot of time and effort doing these. I mean, they're delightful, but they also say something and you stand for something. Right. And yeah. Yeah. And nobody really like asked me either. No one was like, oh, when is Heather going to start sharing her opinions online? You know, it's like no one was waiting for this. But for some reason, I feel like I needed to do it. I think it's a combination of a couple of things. So like I've been writing songs for about nine years. And I think in the beginning, I was way less self-conscious about like who I am as a person. I was self-conscious about things being 15, you know, like my skin and my hair and stuff or whatever. But I wasn't really, I kind of thought I knew who I was. So I didn't question a lot of my motives and stuff. So I just wrote songs freely. And it was just something I enjoyed. And then after a couple years, it just kind of became this, I think as I just started figuring out who I was, and I moved away from my parents, it just became this daunting task or like hill that I need to get over. It didn't seem enjoyable. And it didn't really come naturally, not to say it should always be easy. But it just, I felt like I had to force myself to sit down. And if I came up with anything. I was just like, oh, this is shit. This is shit. And I didn't allow my ideas to develop. And so I just kind of stumped myself. And I just lived in LA and just wasn't making music for a couple of years. And it was just kind of whack. And then at the same time, as I was figuring out myself, I was learning more about these things that I do give a fuck about. And I, I always joke that I have like a soapbox in my back pocket all the time. Because if someone drops a subject that I'm like passionate about, I'm like, okay, you listen here. I pull it out. I'm like, this is why you should adopt your dogs and not shop for dogs. You know, like, and he's, here are all my points and no one cares. No one asks, but I'm like ready for it, you know? And I think the combination of like, I feel like I have so much shit to say and I've, I'm like hella opinionated and I just want to like tell people why I think certain things like get conversations going and stuff like that, that mixed with not being able to fathom writing like a full song and overthinking that is just like, oh, I don't really have to think about are my lyrics poetic enough or like deep enough? And like, it's not three minutes long. So I don't need to write a second verse or come up with a bridge or see if my chords are good enough. I could just like do exactly what I wanted. And that's just it. There was, you can't really read much deeper into that. You know, so I I couldn't really criticize myself that much. I still kind of get in my head, but I think it was a way of me finding how to be creative after going through that slump of not really knowing my relationship to music and then also feeling like, Oh, I have some shit to say at the same time. That, I mean, what an awesome way to get out of a slump and get your juices going. Just, just doing the thing that you were probably already doing around your house, right? You were, you were probably singing about everything that you were doing. I mean, that's what it reminds me of. It's, I mean, half those songs came about just like singing them throughout the day. I love it. I love it. So when did you realize that that other people were benefiting from this or other people were were catching on and, mm. and listening to what you had to say and and saying, "Oh yeah, that's important." 
one of the first ones I did was there was a primary election in Washington, Washington state a couple of years ago. And I was, I was home with my parents. I was just trying to be in the studio every day and like, just really try to get back into creating, but I didn't really know how. And then I just ended up writing a song about how everyone should vote in the election. And it was very different than what I, to what I do now. Cause I like produced it up. I added like little drums and stuff. And it took me like all day, but people responded to that pretty well. And they were like, Oh, sick. And they like shared it around a bit. And so I kind of had that in the back of my mind. I was like, I liked that video. I want to do more of these. And I just kind of did a couple more over the next couple of months. And usually when I did, they were just like to my already followers, the people I knew in person. And I don't know if I was really saying anything or anybody was sharing anything, but I didn't really know where I wanted to go, I guess. But then in lockdown, I was like, I have the time. I'm not going to work. So I just started doing them since lockdown. And in that time, they started getting shared a bit more. And I made a TikTok. Oh, man. I hate TikTok. I absolutely hate TikTok. But I was like, I have to do it. Why? Okay. First, why do you hate TikTok? It's so, what are they, what is happening? What are they doing? Like, how long are people learning these awful dances <laughs> like like how long does it take to learn one of these this, so I just I think I actually I really I knew what TikTok was but I, I discovered it I think in my in my head on the web rabbit hole oh, okay and yeah okay yeah, so you, yeah. <laughs> you TikTok but you felt like you had to and do you feel like that is a place where you, you're reaching people yeah I think at first so I think it's pretty fairly easy to get followers on TikTok. Like people go from zero to 500,000 in like a month sometimes, like, like way easier than YouTube or Instagram or something like that. And I just felt like short, stupid ass videos and songs. Is, this is like the perfect platform for that. And I think at first I was really into like, oh, wow, my TikTok followers are going up. And like, I think this is the audience that I need to, et cetera, et cetera. But so as far as social media goes, like Instagram is my favorite. And I think if I could choose where my biggest platform was, it, it would be there. Yeah. So I think I just started focusing on that. And like, I still have my TikTok. I post on TikTok, but I'm just like, I don't really care what happens on there. I just post it. And then I like delete the app. Like, I don't care about people trying to debate me. I don't care if they like it or not. I'm just like, don't talk to me. Just goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm putting it out there because I give a fuck, but yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like, please. I don't know. It's like people really tend to give more of their opinions on there. And I'm like, I guess like, I kind of feel like I sound kind of pretentious. Like my opinion is the only one that matters. That's not at all what I'm saying. I guess I just don't have the energy to like go through the comments. Cause half the time when someone on TikTok is like, Oh, this sucks. Or birds can't actually have bread, you know, or something. I go to their page and they're like 11, <laughs> you know, like wh why am I about to, why did I type out this whole thing to like, tell you why you're wrong? Like I, I, just watch goodbye <laughs> you know <laughs> okay okay so you're picking your battles mm -hmm. it's a lot of energy uh, i i can't even imagine i couldn't believe how many people were on tiktok mm. how many videos people post every day on tiktok yeah sometimes multiple times a day yeah i don't it I, has over a billion downloads it has over a billion downloads that's insane. That's over like a seventh, seventh of our world. That's crazy. That is crazy. Although I guess so that it makes sense why you would be on there though, because yes. your message in these little bite-sized 
harmony enriched. Sorry. I just love that harmony enriched PSAs are getting out there. Yeah. What is your favorite one? Do you have a favorite? Mm, I think it, it changes with the vibe. I, I really liked, I got my hair done. Like if I get my hair done, you need to, cause, cause like I changed my hair a lot. And like when people tell me, Oh, this is nice, but I really liked the purple braids. I'm like, the, the braids are gone. I shaved my head. Like you can't tell me that you like the braids. All right. Like, I feel like maybe that's one of my favorites because it's something I feel really deeply. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, it's a little bit rude. I, to, it's very rude. Yeah. Is that not so rude? So many people have said that to me throughout my life. Cause I've had like a hundred different hairstyles and I guess since I change it so often, people think I'm not like attached to it or don't care or I don't know, but I'm like, I really don't want your opinion regarding like my previous hairstyles. Cause this is what it is now. So maybe that's my favorite because I just feel like that's the one I just want to yell at people. But as it goes on, I, I just like kind of my latest one, usually whatever that one is. Like I really liked my consent video. I ended up liking that. A that lot. was a really like, good one. I thought that was nice. I liked the chords and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. It just kind of changes with the vibe, I guess. You know, I think that's why they're so, they're so awesome. All of them, mm. because I think different people probably like different ones resonate with different people. Totally. Or, or totally. they're those little bite-sized bits of truth. Like it's literally just boiled down to the truth, mm. to something that it's also, it's also humorous. Like right. even the serious stuff is funny. And that's, that's when you really hit like comedic gold. I feel like is because you're touching on like honesty, right? Like honest stuff in life. And that's really, that's actually really hard to do. I think is that you're, you're it's something serious and important, right? But you're also making it like delightful for people and, or delightful for you too. I'm sure. I like, right. And funny. It's, Funny when you say that, because I've had other people say something kind of similar, like, like, oh, how do you take such a serious subject and like make it lighthearted, I guess. And I don't, I'm not really trying to do anything on purpose, I guess. And I guess when it comes off as funny, I'm like, cool. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe putting anything in song form already lightens it up a little bit. Like no matter what it is, it's like, oh, but you're singing about it, you know? And I feel like people could just digest it a bit better as well if they're humming along. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Now that is, it's so interesting. I mean, even the pandemic song, right? Mm-hmm. That is huge. The pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. Surprise. I did not know that was going to happen. <laughs> I think it just resonated with so many people who are looking around and, and like we were talking about before we started recording, looking around and protecting themselves, protecting others, wearing a mask, self-isolating, social distancing. And then when they see either on social media or outside that other people aren't doing it, they're just like, wait, am I the only, I know I felt like that. Am I the only one yes. who's, who's doing this? Wait, is, are we in a pandemic? Yeah. Do I look like a dumbass with like this kitty cat mask on right now? Like what? I thought we were okay. 
yeah, did, did, did I not get the memo that this was all over? Exactly. Like, like, that's what I mean. Like what I was saying earlier, it's like, I expected this declaration from like the world, maybe God, I don't know. They'd be like, hello, I've declared it is done. And then it would just officially be done. But like this weird one half foot in, or one foot in, one foot out, like, well, oh, oh yeah, like London started this campaign that was like, enjoy summer safely, safely in like little parentheses. It's like, you're telling people, yes, go out and enjoy your summer, but like wear a mask and maintain social distancing. It's like, you know, no one is going to do that. No one is going to, like you tell people that businesses can open up and we can go outside. Like people are treating it like it's done. And I just feel like I'm of the lone person just rotting away in my house sometimes. And I look out and I see other people like going out to clubs and stuff. And I'm like, not that I go to, I wish, not, I wish I was cool enough for clubs, but <laughs> I'm just like, ah, you know, when you, you have your hand up against the rainy window and you're like looking at the people outside having a great time. Like that's how I feel, <laughs> you know? I, yeah, I totally get it. I think that's why I, I love that song. I think I ended up sending that to like 12 people. And was like, isn't this amazing? We've all been talking about this as we're zooming from five miles away from each other. Right. What are you doing right now? Whether it's with these these PSA videos or other stuff that you're working on that you care the most about right now that really says Heather Shalan gives a fuck. Mm. I think specifically about giving a fuck just continuing these videos and having no real plan what like what's going to happen with them where they're going to go because ultimately it's like I could be trying to play this in a way where I'm just like trying to get really big it's like that could be my end goal and I'm not going to try to act like that would be terrible of course that wouldn't you know it's like that would be a great goal but ultimately if I just I'm teaching a couple people about some shit occasionally. I'm like, I'm winning. I'm doing it. You know, like even if a video doesn't do as well as another video, if even a couple pe- couple people are like, oh, I didn't know that birds should have rice. Or like, oh, I didn't know this is why black people wore hats to bed. Like, thanks for letting me know. Even if it doesn't blow up, it's like sick. Just like this, I feel like this is the best way that I can, in the corniest way, make the world a better place because <laughs> I feel like there's just some knowledge that I feel like if more people had, it could just be a better place for a couple extra people, or we could have a bit more understanding or know how to treat people or whatever. I feel like this is just how I could help my corner of the world and just spread a little bit of good knowledge because I try, I mean, it depends on the video, but most of it is like supposed to be somewhat factual. So I'm not just like, hello, this is my opinion. And like, I like the color blue and here's why you're wrong. It's like, no, this, this is exactly why this happens. This is what happens when you get a tattoo removed. And I'm telling you, this is a fact. I would not like spread a lie. I'm just letting you know this information. And I just happen to be singing it. I mean, but there are some opinions, but like, don't tell me you liked an older hairstyle better, but that's also kind of a fact actually. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's just letting people know that it is not courteous to tell someone that the hair they had before this day was better than the one on this day. Like, yes, that's just obvious people. Who taught you to do that? (laughs) I love it though. I love that it's, it's sort of your way 
to to reach even just a couple people, like you said. Yeah. And educate a little bit while while still having fun. Cause it yeah. looks like a yeah. lot of fun. I realized that maybe I didn't answer your question. What ones do I give the most fucking about? Right? Like what kind of climate change kind of in Black Lives Matter? That's it. I felt like I should just add ultimately all of that. If I can spread the word about like climate change or Black Lives Matter right now, that that's kind of two focuses of mine. Awesome. Both huge, huge. Like another one of my favorites is I feel like one of the most simple videos, songs that you've done. And it was just Black Lives Still Matter. Like, oh, yeah. Again, I feel like it was so, I don't know. I feel like it just, it packed like this awesome punch, but was also, I mean, everyone's sort of like saying this in social, the social media feed sprinkled in every once in a while after Black Squares and all of these other oh. things. And then as it starts to to trickle away and people go back to quote unquote normal or whatever. Right. It's those just the little reminders, not that, not that anyone should have to be reminding anybody, but just like, let's just keep it going. Let's just keep talking about it. This is serious. It's not like for a couple weeks, we were talking about this thing and everything's better. Everything's, everything's great. So yeah, I just loved that one. I think I shared that one a couple of days in a row because I was Aww. also that camera. How did you do that? <laughs> like, you could see where I didn't do it perfectly in a couple of places. Like kind of like is jagged a little. I'm, I'm still learning how to like edit and all of that. I was just went on to premiere and I was like, turn video upside down. Okay. Now turn. Okay. Like <laughs> very rudimental. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> Well, it looks awesome. It looks I'm awesome. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's really easy for, of course, especially in America where some shit is going down every other day. Some like wild shit is always happening. It's like really easy just to get onto the next conversation. But I, I do genuinely feel like this time is different. I think, I think a lot of people feel that like this time is different. And even if it's not as prevalent, like the conversation isn't quite at the forefront it was a couple months ago, it's just shaken quite a few people up and they're finally starting. And then, then so when something happens again, a couple months later or a couple weeks later, and we just don't hear about it, that part of their mind has already been woken up. So it just, rather than just being another black face on the screen or another black man getting shot down in the street, it's like, oh yeah, all those conversations I had a couple months ago, now I can, I see this video or I see this news story and it just relates a little bit differently. And I, that, that is just kind of, I feel like the first step, just kind of turning that on in some people. And so, yeah, this is just like, don't forget, hey, don't forget. Yeah. What is that like? What, what has it been like being sort of across the world as a lot of the stuff is going on or has been going on in the U.S. being mm-hmm. from here? Like, what is that like to be over there and sort of watch it from afar with the combination of the pandemic and, you know all of this racial justice stuff coming up and it's it's interesting because it feels a bit separate even though I'm definitely still American I'm an American citizen American passport I've I'm just like basically allowed to live here I have nothing to do with England so it, it's interesting I'm still very much American and then being over here where they're observing like 
us versus them kind of thing. And then I am starting to see America as sort of them, which is weird because I'm still very much a part of it. But I'm like, oh, you guys have handled the, pandem the pandemic horribly. Or like, you guys need to make sure that Trump doesn't get reelected or whatever. And then being over here and then hearing people's opinions on Americans, which obviously we haven't done too well for ourselves, but it's, it's kind of harsh sometimes having English friends or being out to a pub and meeting some random English people. And they're like, Americans are fucking idiots. And they're like, I know, I know, like, but I'm one of them. And I know it's just weird to see it from the outside looking in, like I'm removed from it, but I'm very much not removed. But the conversations were just as loud over here. I went to a couple of the protests and they were packed and amazing and emotional and like the energy was here which was absolutely incredible because i knew that my family and my friends and my sisters and my brothers were marching over in america so that was just that was kind of incredible that that does sound really cool that sounds yeah. like you there's sort of like some solidarity but like overseas or connecting connecting you with folks back home that's yeah, really cool totally totally so then, Heather, let's talk mindset. What is your mindset? What is the mindset that you have to have when you care so much about, about things? And, and how does that play into your life every day and the work you do and, and just your all-around purpose? I feel like just doing what we can, just recognizing the small things that we can do but well, it, it comes from both ways, I think, because if we recognize the small things we can do, we can make changes to be better in our daily lives, recycle more shit like that. I don't know. But then also I tend to take too much on. And I think a lot of like woke people take too much on as well. Cause we watch things like Patriot Act or something like that, or read all these news stories. And we learn about all these things that like, Oh, now I can't support cruise lines. And like, Oh no, I really can't shop at Amazon or something like that. And it just kind of feels like, how am I supposed to live this ethical, sustainable, vegan, eco-friendly like lifestyle and treat everyone with respect and only buy from small businesses and not put money in these billionaires' pockets? Like, how am I supposed to live like this and not drink with plastic straws? It can, it can all feel a bit too much. So then from that way, it's just like, okay, what are the small things I can do in my day-to-day -day life? And I think it's key to not let those pressures consume us and if you do need to buy something from Amazon, like it's not the end of the world, don't need to beat yourself up. I've had to deal with that one in the past few months because I'm just like, how is Jeff Bezos over 100, worth over $170 billion? Like, how is that even possible? I cannot believe how much money that man has. What is he doing? And then I just ordered something for my dog this morning, you know, and but I don't think I'm being, I don't think I'm being hypocritical. Well, of course I am a little bit, but it's like, I know that I'm doing so many other things in my life. I'm human and I'm living in the middle of London of the 21st century. And like, I have to kind of adhere to this world a bit. I'm not living in the middle of the woods. So of course I'm going to do some shit like this and like be a consumer, but like, yeah, I guess just being patient in those times, but then seeing what small things you can do throughout the day that's in your control. Like I got into a debate the other day because a homeless person asked me for money and my husband and I got her a bagel and she was like, oh, this isn't what I wanted, but okay. And like, didn't say thank you or whatever. And the friend we were, we were with was like, well, you shouldn't have just got, you shouldn't have gotten her anything at all. And then it became this big thing. Cause I'm like, well, I was doing what I could, whether she wanted it or not. Like I felt like the one thing I could do in that moment when I didn't have cash was buy her a bagel and like what she chooses to do with it is her business 
or like even if I don't have anything, just treating them like human beings, just if they say hello or if they ask for money, just acknowledging them and saying like, no, sorry, I don't have anything or whatever. But so many people just walk by and act like they don't exist. And I'm like, even if you don't agree with giving them money because you think it's perpetuating the drug problem or whatever, whatever you agree with or don't agree with, the thing we could do in this situation is treating people like human beings. Like, like those are the little things that I just want everyone to acknowledge. Like those are the small day-to-day things we can do just to make this world a little bit less shitty. Yes. Oh, I'm yes. getting sweaty. <laughs> yes. I'm getting I, sweaty talking about it. <laughs> everything you're saying, I'm just like, yes, just treat people <laughs> like humans. Acknowledge that they exist. Yes. And I feel like everything that you've said so far just sort of ties together. It's about, it sounds like it's for you, it's about doing little things, the little things that you can do and not getting too overwhelmed by everything at once or like the huge, like keeping the big picture in mind, but it can be paralyzing, right? If you're, like you said, trying to think about you know, never using any plastic ever and never ordering from Amazon and only buying, you know, locally sourced whatever. And all of that stuff is great. And hopefully we can do as much as we can, but that's huge for not, not getting overwhelmed to keep, keep a little momentum to keep going and doing what we can. Absolutely. And, and I think, that plays really well into like veganism because I'm vegan. I like to talk to people about veganism and tell them why I do it or whatever. But if someone's like, oh, I just couldn't give up, blah, blah. I'm like, yes, you could, but okay, whatever. It's fine. But I'm not sitting there trying to convince everyone to absolutely give everything up tomorrow. But I, I so appreciate the people who are like, well, I'm not vegan in any way. I eat everything. But in my coffee, I use almond milk. I'm like, sick, man. Like, that's cool. Like, I'm stoked for you because if everyone just made these small things, we would make a huge impact. Like if you want to go full vegan, sure. That's sweet. If you want to be plant-based one day a week, sure. I just think like, let's all just try to be a little bit better at things. And whether it's that or using less plastic or whatever, or turning off your car in the drive-thru, I don't know. It's like, these things are just attainable and doable. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like little I don't wins. Get too preachy. I'm sorry. I don't want to get too preachy. Like this is how everyone should be. And if they're not, then fuck them. I don't want to get too preachy. I don't think you haven't been like that at all. You've been very much like what you just said was literally like the little things that you can do are good enough. Like that's great. Like if you can, cool. you know, throw a little almond milk into your coffee, that's awesome. Like you did a little something. You don't have to you don't have to take conquering the world onto your shoulders. You don't have to, to save the planet by yourself, right? If we all do little bits and pieces, that adds up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That is like all I'm after, really. That's awesome and less overwhelming and feels <laughs> so much more attainable if we think of it that way. Yeah, I'm not, I'm working on like patience with myself in a lot of areas. And that's, that's one of them. Just like, uh, just, it's fine. Just do the thing. Just this. It's fine. You're still doing it. You're still, do- I, that, that's what I say to myself. You're still doing it. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is, I'm doing it. <laughs> On that note, what would you say is a pitfall for people uh, who care a lot about a lot of things that they can fall into? And what's a way that, that maybe you've navigated that 
and mm-hmm. and others can? Um, I think just being patient with yourself, but then also being patient with others. I sometimes get frustrated with my family or I get too preachy or something just because I feel like, like, why aren't you guys listening to me about this really important topic or something? But I think just accepting that people are all on their own journeys and they might not ever see things the way you do. They might not ever swap out the milk in their coffee or whatever, but just like no one wants to be around now I'm like thinking about veganism, but it's like everything. It's, you know, this is how I think the world should be a better place. But no one wants to be around like a preachy anything, a preachy vegan, a, pre- a preachy like all natural anything. Mm-hmm. So I think just like accepting that people are on their own journeys. And then also for ourselves, if we do need to do the occasional Amazon shop or getting the bananas that are wrapped in plastic versus the ones that are just out and free, it's like just take the L and like move on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I should get that tattooed or something like take the L and just move on. Cause I, I have a really hard time moving on <laughs> with everything. <laughs> I feel that. Okay. So take the L and move on. Mm-hmm. That sounds like, that sounds like it might be another uh, song video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Okay. Heather, what or who, who is one person who's influenced or had an impact on your life? Not specifically to, I guess it kind of in a roundabout way, I really look up to Issa Rae because I remember, I remember living in LA and I saw all these billboards for the show called Insecure and I had no idea what it was about, but I just saw this black girl on the front and it was called Insecure. And I was like, absolutely, I can tell you, I love that show and I love whoever that is on the poster. And as like Insecure has unfolded and she's done other projects and I've read interviews and watched videos and stuff. She's just so fucking cool. She carved out her place in this world and she's like unapologetic about it. And like, she'll admit when she's dope. She doesn't try to talk herself down, but she's, she's humble, but she doesn't take herself too seriously, but also she can get down to business and she is serious. It's really important. I think to see, people of color, women, black women in places of power and with getting their voices heard. Yes. Sitting at these tables with these executives and stuff and telling our stories. I'm just like, hell yes. Hell yes. Just keep going. Keep going. Even though I don't think she is super outspoken about the things that I'm outspoken about. I know she doesn't like to talk politics even that much online. So I don't really know her stances on things, but I know obviously she's like woke and supports the idea that black lives matter and like the rest can kind of, I, I don't, it doesn't really matter. I just feel like I understand her vibe. I understand her energy. I understand where she's coming from and she's just a beautiful soul and she's making waves in this world. And that's just sick. Just more people making waves. That's what we need. Yes. And the representation is there, yes. right? And how awesome is that, that I don't know. That just makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside, really. Just hearing you talk about another woman, another Black woman, that you're so happy for her. You love what she's doing. You want her to keep doing it. You want others to keep doing that. That support, that lifting each other up. I feel like by you doing that, you are having the same effect that she is having on you, but on somebody else. Mm, that would be wild to think that I could even, that would just be wild. Yeah. I think it, you know, is the, that ripple effect. 
Mm. Yep. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Oh, it just makes me I so glad. It. I don't know. I just like when people support each other and lift each other up and I'm just like, yes, bitches, we're all in this. We're all doing it. Come on. Seriously. We're all doing it. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. What's another piece of advice? What would you think is the ultimate piece of advice you have for, for listeners that they can either contemplate or take action on? Hmm. I would say, especially in the Gen Z millennial age of being on our phones and stuff like that, I would say just like look up from your phone every once in a while and like actually look at the world around you and don't spend your day consuming. I've been thinking a lot the past couple of weeks, especially kind of morbid, I guess. I think about death a lot. I don't know what that says about me. Maybe I should ask my therapist. I don't know. But I think about (laughs) death a lot and like what I would do on my deathbed. And I'm like, if I was like in a hospital bed and I knew I was going to die and I was just thinking about my life, would I really want to be thinking about the arguments I got on Instagram posts and like TikTok videos and stuff and like not really standing for anything and just consuming what they tell me to consume and not really reading into anything myself. I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means. I, my weekly screen time last week was like nearly five hours, which was, you know, that's a big chunk of my day. I'm not <laughs> proud of it. <laughs> I'm trying to get that down. I'd love for it to be like less than two. So I fall victim to it too, but it's just like, I feel like acknowledging that and just refusing to go through this world just by other people's standards and just, I guess, being a sheep. I suppose. You don't have to get this specific type of job because they told you to. You don't have to go to college at this specific time because they told you to. You don't have to eat this way or dress this way because they told you to. Just like look up, I guess, and just look at the world. Maybe get out in nature. If you're not super into nature, I don't know, connect with the earth in some way. Try out yoga, get a pet. I don't know, experiment with cooking. Just like experience this. Gwyneth Paltrow has a new show called Goop or Goop Labs or something like that on Netflix. And they're just trying like crazy different phenomenons and experiences and stuff. And what she says in the intro is just like, we have one life. Let's milk the shit out of it. I'm like, yes, I agree with that so much. Milk the absolute shit out of this. Come (laughs) on, do not spend it on Instagram. Even though I'm on Instagram and like, I need people to be on Instagram for me. (laughs) one hour a day and include me in that one hour a day and then look up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Buddy again. <laughs> I'm so behind all of that. All of that. Yes. Yes. yes, yes, yes. The shit out of your one life. And then mm-hmm. also that I feel so much what you said about not doing things just because you see other people doing them or because other people tell you to do them. Is something I've been thinking about a lot in isolation mm. is there are no rules. There yes. are, there are all these made up rules that we're all living by, but we can actually make our own. Yes. Pave your own way, pave your own way. And I know that I, I can sometimes come say this from a place of privilege because like I've always had a home and I've never really had to worry about where my food is coming from. So, you know, I know sometimes I feel like I can sound insensitive, like, you know, fuck off the job, quit your job tomorrow. And people are like, yeah, but I have three kids and like, I'm a single parent or something. So it's like, I get it. But within everyone's means, it's like, push the boundaries, push the boundaries a little bit and like, 
test yourself out, try out new things. Yeah. Yeah. Milk the shit out of it in a nutshell. <laughs> in a nutshell, <laughs> milk the shit out of it. And don't out play small. Own. Yes. Yeah. Just, yeah. Go for it. I'm a, I'm a big fan of change. And like when people tell me they quit their jobs and stuff, I'm like, let's throw a party. I don't know what your job was. I don't know where you want to go. I don't really know if this is a good decision, but I am stoked for you. Cause like, now what? I love like, now what's going to happen? How exciting is that? That is so exciting. And that makes me, so that makes me wonder too, like you just moved to London last year, didn't you? Yeah. I've been here about was a that, year. Was that a big, was that a big change? Was that one of those moments? Definitely. Definitely. It was, it was basically like, if you'd like the quick little story, how I got to London. Yeah. I was living in LA and my anxiety got like unbearable, got to a point that I just had never recognized it before. And I just didn't really know what was going on. I literally just like quit my job on a whim and I flew back home to my parents. I don't know if I needed to decompress. I think I was going to go see my doctor or something, but in the time between quitting my job and getting on the plane six hours later, my brother was in London working for a couple months and I was like, let me just drain my bank account and buy a one-way ticket and like see what the hell happens. And so I went to Washington that night to go see my parents. And a couple days later, I left to London and I just hung out with him for a month. And in that time, I met my now husband who was working with my brother. They do both do music and they, ha- they were just working together. We started dating and I just like, I was like, why did you start dating a British guy when you just visited London? Like, this is a terrible why did you do that? <laughs> you know? But I got back to LA and like my lease was up on my apartment in a month and I didn't have a job because I had quit both my jobs. And I was just kind of in this moment of like, well, what now? And one of my, my other brother just kind of felt the need to call me. We hadn't really spoken and he just felt the need to call me and be like, Hey, I've just been thinking about your life. And I feel like maybe you need to get out of LA. You've been there for a year and a half. And I just feel like it's not really suiting you. I just don't really think you're flourishing how you could. And when I first heard that, I was like, that sounds really scary. You know, you telling me to move back in with my parents and then kind of see what happens. But ultimately it was just like impeccable timing of the universe. Like it was just, it all just fell into place. Cause I was like, yeah, okay. My lease is up, whatever. I went back to my parents and I was dating this guy in London and pretty quickly I realized he's who I wanted to be with. And so I just slowly started visiting there more and then we got married pretty quick and I was like sick now I can get my visa and just move over there and I just kind of uprooted everything and came over but what was sick was I didn't really have a career going on I was just waiting tables and nannying so it's not like I had to make a big work decision or anything like that he was obviously my boyfriend so I didn't have to worry about a long distance relationship and like my friendships from high school had started to fizzle out so I was just in this giant up in the air moment which was just asking for a crazy ass change. So I was like, let me move across the world and just see how that goes. You did it. And here we are, and now we're talking. (laughs) So dot, 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 here we are. The rest is history. Yeah, I got here about a year ago. It took took about nine or 10 months to get my visa. I was detained at some point and sent home from Heathrow. They like didn't let me enter the country. It was a wild ride. Whoa, (laughs) whoa. That is crazy. All right. What is one thing that you have never done, but you would love to try? Or maybe love isn't the right word. One thing you haven't done (laughs) that you want to try, 
Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think acting. I think acting. And that is like a really scary thing to say because it hasn't been like a childhood dream of mine. And I don't know, I feel like every like blog you look on the how to be an actor, everyone's like, you have to go full and you have to go in head first. You can't like be watching TV and think, oh, I should be on there. And then maybe kind of half-ass do it. But I'm like, that's exactly what I'm doing. That's exactly how I feel. I'm just like, I should be on there. Maybe I'll give it a shot, you know? <laughs> but, but I feel like if I was being honest with myself, I feel like I could be okay at acting. I don't know about great, but I feel like I could be decent. And it looks like fun, but it's just so scary. I think it's just really scary putting yourself out there like that. And with things like acting and being in front of a camera and stuff, those things in particular, I'm kind of scared to try like 100% on just in case I fall short or just in case I fail. So I hold back just a little bit because I just don't want to make a fool of myself. And if it doesn't go over very well, like if the pictures I took with this photographer aren't that great, well, I mean, I wasn't really trying to like look like a model or anything. I was just like sitting there basically. So it's fine that they look like shit because I wasn't really trying. And I feel like that's the thing that could, that holds me back from like trying to act and stuff. Cause if I really try to go in on a scene or something and then I'd look like an idiot, that's, I just tried 100% and then it wasn't good enough. And that's scary. Hey, so we just got really like, I, you're not my therapist, um, but <laughs> we just got no. into like a deep thing. <laughs> no, that, that, that is scary. And this is so much easier saying it on the other side of it. If it were the uh-huh. other way around, I'd be like, uh, yeah, but, but it's those, those scary moments if we take that chance, if we make that choice to go that, that little bit extra, that something glorious can happen, right? Like yeah. something that you find out, I mean, thinking that what if you go all out and it's not good enough to who, to what, what does that mean? What does success look like? Right. right. Is it not just like trying something and not holding back? Like, is that, officially you've done it no matter the outcome you've like done it and you've tried and maybe that's all that needs to happen yeah like what does success look like and maybe it's not great the first time what if it is the hundredth time 100% if you know they ask that question what what's the one thing you would do if you knew you wouldn't fail I feel like it would be that so that must be the same answer because the only reason I wouldn't say that answer is because I'm scared of failing mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. And I am not saying that I, you know, don't feel the same way about things. I mean, I, a couple months ago, I did not know I was going to start a podcast. I fucking love it, by the way. I love the concept. Thank you. I was so excited when I reached out to you and you were so enthusiastically on board. I was like, yes, this is my person. (laughs) Like, these are my people. Oh yeah. I like this. This is, this feels good to me. Yeah. That it resonates with you when you started talking about the soapbox. I can do yeah. that too sometimes. I can yeah. I can do that too sometimes because I feel so passionately about I don't know, being being good to other humans, treating people humanely, treating animals humanely. The world, we we only have one life. We only have one planet, you right. know, these things. And so I think when you when you care that much and it can be frustrating mm-hmm. you got to make make a way that it's not so frustrating and yeah and mine was to find people like you <laughs> i you're 
absolutely killing it. And I, I feel like in order for you to run this type of podcast, you have to, I think anybody who cares about anything and is passionate about something in a way, like how can you not be passionate about even just one thing? It doesn't need to be everything. It doesn't even need about be the same things I'm passionate about. Just like finding a passion is super important. It's just super important. And like, I feel like we live in such a crazy time, obviously. I'm not saying anything new. We're living in 2020 where like we grew up with phones and computers and stuff. And I think we're just kind of starting to, we're like the generation that's seen the effects of nobody caring about the planet. And really, I guess. And it's like, we're the generation that needs to reverse climate change and stuff like that. So I feel like out of everyone, we have to give a fuck. Like we just absolutely have to. Mm -hmm. We absolutely have to about just something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, I feel it. I feel it. Yes. <laughs> I care. You care. It's good. <laughs> We're out here. We're caring. <laughs> On that note. So Heather, do you have a, a cause or organization or nonprofit or anything that you really give a fuck about that you would like other people to, to know about? I would say the National Bail Fund Network is one right now that I think is mad cool because the bail system in America is just so stupid. Like if you're poor, then you have to sit in jail awaiting trial. But if you're rich, you can go out and live your life and wait for trial. So it just perpetuates, you know, the poor people just having a shady life, I guess, because that's what they make them do. And the bail fund, National Bail Fund Network just helps get people out while they wait for trial, make it a little bit more fair until we fix that system. So I think that's mad cool. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. And the people going to jail for the pro- the protests and stuff too, like this whack. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. No, I'm so glad that that is, oh, I love that you brought that one up because yeah. yeah, it's completely unfair the way it is. Everything is just for rich people. Everything is for rich people. <laughs> <laughs> Money seems to make some people's lives a lot easier. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> yes. Anything, any last thoughts, anything that you would like to share with people who also care a lot about a lot of things? Keep going. People are going to disagree with you. Save your energy for the good debates. You can't take on everybody. Just be ready for some pushback, I guess, but keep caring. Do not let up be passionate about stuff and like just go in. Milk this. Milk this. Those are like, if I had to put something on my tombstone today, that would be it. Milk this. Milk this. Again, (laughs) thinking about death, I guess. I'm like, okay, if I was dying, (laughs) what would I want to tell my predecessors? (laughs) I know. What are they called? I can't remember. Successor, successor. Successor, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it makes sense, right? Going back to we have we have one life to live, just one. Yep, yep. Don't waste it. Come on, let's do this. All right, Heather Shalan and Heb on the web. Where can listeners find more about you? Where can we find your Instagram, your website, music? I know you have some music. Tell us where we can find you. So all my handles are Heb on the web. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, whatever. Um, but then like my official name, I suppose, is Heather Shalan. And so if you go on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your music, if you search for Heather Shalan, C-H-E-L-A-N, looks like Chellin, that's where all my music will be. And I'm 
currently in the process of trying to get my like Heb on the Web short songs up on Spotify and all that, but they make it really difficult if your song is under a minute. So now I'm just trying to deal with that. But that should all just be in the same place. If you find Heather Shalan on Spotify, hopefully eventually you'll be able to find the Heb on the Web music there too. Awesome. Can I just say really quickly, just because a song is under a minute does not mean that it's not a song at Apple Music, at Spotify. <sighs> that is true. How do, I mean, how do all of those kids songs get on there? Twinkle Twinkle Little Star cannot be more than a minute long, can it? They must add like a couple verses in an instrumental break. Like they must... Ugh. Or loop it or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, how do I do this? Do I like play the song twice on each track? But I'm like, how whack would that be? If you're like, oh, I love this one. And it comes on and then it happens again. That would just be whack. I don't, I don't want that. They make it really hard. I'm like, how dare you tell me how, how to make my art? How dare you? <laughs> Although, you know, maybe it just makes it so that I don't have to, uh, you know, skip back and press repeat so many times. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, hey guys, I put it, I actually put it on twice because I know you'll want to listen again. I just know it. So don't worry. I did the work for you. <laughs> Spotify, Apple, yep. listen to this feedback. Yeah, I know you guys are going to hear this. <laughs> All right, Heather. Thank you so much for joining us. This was so much fun. Yay! I love getting to hear how much you care about things and what you give a fuck about. Thank you. Thank you for doing what you do. And thank you for Mm. giving a fuck. (laughs) Thanks. All right. So let's think about this conversation with Heather for a minute. I think it's so awesome what she does as Heb on the Web. And Really, she kills two birds with one stone. Her PSA songs and videos are simultaneously a way to get out of her own head and funk. And they're also giving us, the the public, well, a public service announcement, obviously. And it doesn't, it just doesn't always have to be a big earthquake of an event to move us to action. Sometimes it's life's little nudges that are the most impactful or the things that they get us going. In fact, those are probably the healthiest ones to follow anyway. And and the better we get at listening to them, the better we get at following them. That's something that I have been thinking a lot about lately. Quick side note. So... I also think about when we get those nudges from the outside world, or if I listen to other people, then listening to myself to see how it sits with me, to see if it makes sense with me, with who I am, with what my purpose is. Okay, so Heather could just as easily keep these thoughts to herself. But like we chatted about between those harmonies and the simplistic lyricism, They bring a lot of attention to some very important topics and a quirky and digestible way is just so cool for a broad audience in some very divided times, even though that means she spends a little bit more time on TikTok. So 
Heb on the web, Heather gave us some great advice on ditching the thought that giving a fuck is 100% all or nothing. That to care means conquering the world, when it can really mean being aware of the choices that we make every day, big or small. I like what she said about no judgment, about what others choose to do or not do, but focusing instead on what, one, we ourselves are doing, and two, noticing that encouraging the little things in those around us and what they choose is really just kind. Because the more judgment there is with things like this, the more we get hung up on on what is right and wrong and and sort of our own self-righteousness, right? I am definitely guilty of this. And this definitely relates back a little bit to the conversation with Juniper. Go ahead and give that a re-listen. Anyway, so then, and then we're not focusing on on what it is that we can do to to add our little our little bit to the world to make it a little better. I really loved when Heather spoke so joyously about Issa Rae and her first sighting of her on that billboard in Los Angeles for the show Insecure. And so yeah, I have no lived experience of not being represented on a screen, but I can see how not having that representation of you would be a total mindfuck, really, in understanding your own place in the world. So yeah, representation matters big time. And uh, what an authentic human that Heather Shalane. All right, all right, all right. I'll let you go. You can find more information about all of this and more that we talked about in this episode with Heather in the show notes. Thank you for listening, humans. Until next time, keep giving a fuck, keep being you, and remember, there's no such thing as caring too much. You, 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 you care too much. You, 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 you care too much. You, 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 you care too much. People who give a fuck, people who give a fuck, yeah. You care too much.